0: hey this is carrie from wrap your head around silks this is the expecting aerialist podcast well i hope all you guys had an amazing mother's day we had a good mother's day here and we wanted to celebrate by celebrating you and taking our care of ourselves as moms. So this is Mommy Mental Health Day for us on this podcast. Jacqueline Steinberg, she has been here before to talk about um, postpartum mental health. She is a licensed clinical social worker and therapist with a specialty in infant, child, and family health and perinatal mental health. She's also an aerialist hobbyist, She's been one of my students in Silk's class for many years, and she's been here before to talk about postpartum mental health. But today we're talking about mommy mental health, uh, need fatigue, you know, getting self care time, navigating unsolicited advice, and you know, navigating Mother's Day because it's not necessarily so easy all the time. So uh, yeah, so excited to have you guys here, and also, Jacqueline. Let's get started. So, I'm so grateful. So, podcast listeners, it is Mother's Day. And Mother day. Mother's Day, and I usually don't record the day before I drop a podcast, but scheduling has been rough. So we are actually in real time, Mother's Day today. And I have to say, I'm very happy that I don't have a lot of commitments on Mother's Day today because I'm so tired. And I think it's the worst when you're a mom and you're tired, and then you have to, you have to go to obligatory things. I think that's, that's like, a slap in the face to Mother's Day, personally. And Jacqueline's nodding her head in agreement. Jacqueline Steinberg, she has been here before to talk about um, postpartum mental health, but she is here again. I have asked her to come to us to talk about mommy mental health. She is a licensed clinical social worker, and, oh my God, let me see if I can get all this out. Help me, Jackie I'm a therapist. And
1: a therapist with a specialty Infant in... mental health, perinatal mental health, and children and families. And she's also an uh,
0: aerial hobbyist. She's mm-hmm. been one of my students for many, many years. And uh, we have to say that yesterday we had class, and this is a very special group that I teach on Saturdays because I've been teaching them for... Years and years and years and years. Oh, Bean is really talking a lot in the background. Years and years and years and years. And I want to say that we spent at least 75% of the time like giving each other therapy and and not being in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, that was... Yesterday was... <laughs>
1: it was A, a special it day. It was a soul class.
0: <laughs> it was a soul class. And like everyone seemed to need it. Like one of us is... We're all dealing, some of us are dealing with mom things. Others are dealing with like organizing weddings and other people's weddings and their own weddings. And one's dad is sick. And it was just, we just needed to massage our souls. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Yeah.
1: And everyone sort of commiserating about Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because at least one of our colleagues, she is uh, obliged to the maternal the maternal side of uh, Mother's Day where her Mother's Day kind of gets ignored a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, the sentiment of Mother's Day is very lovely. You know, we should appreciate mothers and everything that they do. I mean, essentially, they carry the worlds on their shoulders, you know. Um, but it also ends up that a lot of mothers have to do a lot of the work on Mother's Day, too. And it ends up being a, a big thing. I've had a handful of clients um, that are we're sort of struggling with this weekend going, okay, well, we have to get all the kids ready for mother's day and sort of working with everyone else's mothers and they love them very much, but it ends up being a more stressful day than, than they would hope. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Jacqueline and I talked about kind of some of the things that come up, at least for me and the, and the women that we know, um, Jacqueline, where would you where would you like to start today?
1: Coming up, I mean, maybe the... I want some chocolate. <laughs> want some See, maybe this is a good point. I was going to say we should talk about need fatigue maybe. As, oh, as yes, your little, let's talk about that. As your cute one here is saying, Mom, please help me while you're working.
0: <laughs> mommy, mommy, mommy. Yes, I, I do know moms, and like sometimes it's just the sweetest thing to hear your kids say, Mommy. But then after the 800th time.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It can be. Um, there's only so much you can take sometimes. And I mean, I think that was some of the point about what's challenging with Mother's Day is also being very much needed on your sort of day of rest or day of appreciation too.
0: Yeah. So can you kind of, um, I, I, I don't think know. most of us need this, but let's just be clear. Hi. 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 What would you, how would you
1: describe or characterize need fatigue for for moms? Need fatigue, I wouldn't necessarily call that a clinical term, but it's something that, you know, everyone can kind of relate to where, you know, as a mother, you know, someone is constantly needing something from you. And that in itself is difficult to manage when you're a person at home and, you know, trying to meet your own needs as well. But then there's other life things that happen, you know, for, you know, mothers who are, you know, working as well, who have partners who also need them. Um, I mean, and, you know, single parenting where you're having to do everything yourself. I mean, there's just only so much. And sometimes the feeling of being needed starts i think everyone's familiar with the term burnout right it starts to feel like a, a burnout from being needed there's also like touch fatigue people who are getting fatigued with people like touching them all the time and of course with like an infant and a a toddler you know they're constantly attached so you know I mean no really right now uh Willa is sitting on Carrie's lap and it's adorable but there's constant touching And so it's hard to get things done and to sort of meet your own needs when that happens. Um, And I think with, you know, especially coming out of a pandemic where you've been home all the time, you know, there's even more of that contact. So, you know, it's a really big challenge to sort of figure out how to navigate that fatigue, feel like your own needs are being met while also meeting the needs of your child. Um, And then also some of the reasons why need fatigue comes up is very personal too. So it could be, you know, your own like family system of like what's expected of you as a parent or of course other societal norms of what good parenting looks like and, you know, the pressures that moms put on themselves for how available they need to be to everyone.
0: For the uh, moms that you've helped with this, like how do you help them navigate? Like what are some like tangible tools
1: for this particular thing? Some tangible tools. It's kind of, you know, cliche. I think the, the idea of how to set up an appropriate boundary that works for you and your family is important. Of course, it takes some time, you know, working through that because it's, you know, what are the feelings that come up when you try to set your own boundary? I mean, I don't, for you, um, like if you want to go and do something personal, like are any there are any feelings that come up with having to leave your child alone or having to put something aside that maybe needed to get done but you need to take a personal day. I mean, I think that that's personal for everyone. I don't know for you what that's like, you know, when you're trying to have a you time. I mean, you just recently were able to see a movie.
0: Okay, Jacqueline, I'm going to tell our podcast yeah. listeners about the week I had.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline was part
0: of this because about a week ago wow. Jacqueline said to me oh I see your 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 man Asa is, is playing at the Troubadour next Wednesday because he's in the Nasty Delicious band with Craig Robinson and I of course knew this but I was just like we were just navigating how to manage him working and me working and who was going to have the bean when and so she suggested this to me I went home and I was like baby do you think I could go and he's like well, I didn't think about it, but let's see. The next day he said, Hey, I got you on the on the guest list. So excited. So I haven't been out in a while and I have these like pleather pants that I love. I think we've <laughs> talked about these pleather pants. Yeah. They're good. They're good. They'll they'll be my they'll be my go-to pants for a long time, but I just wanted a cute little top to go with it. So I was like shopping online. I went to free people and there was this like kind of like meshy like glittery pink like nude like like you know blush colors going out top going out top to wear on top of this and like a like a like a lacy bra and I was like, oh it's sixty eight dollars for a tank top but I'm just gonna buy it. I haven't bought myself clothes in a long time. I haven't even gotten to Lululemon like a year and a half. Like
1: that's your haven. Like,
0: you know that's my haven. I mean that company is suffering right now from me not buying stuff because they're used to my money.
1: So where did she
0: go? (laughs) They're also Where did she go? So I bought it. I was excited. We got the whole week planned. I called Jacqueline. I was like, hey, do you want to go? And she's like, yeah, let me go buy a ticket. So she bought a ticket. Everybody's cool, happy. Everything's planned. So the next week rolls around. My delivery is getting delivered to the local Walgreens because I thought, hey, what if I miss the delivery? Then I'm going to have to chase this package down. So I go to Walgreens to pick it up. It gets there the day of the show, and I go with the bean and the Walgreens, and they scan a package and it has my name on it, and it's not my package. It's something else. It's like a record. <laughs> it's a record that I've never heard of. By the way, when I brought a when I took a, when I told Asa, he was like, Well, what's the record? I was like, who cares? <laughs> it's not my tank top. You're like, I can't, I can't wear it. <laughs> I can't wear it. So I'm disappointed because not only do I have not my tank top, but I also have this record that I'm now going to have to probably send back, blah, blah, blah. So Bean really wants to play with all the toys in Walgreens, so I let her play with all, like, the sand toys and, you know, the cheap toys. And then, you know, we take our time. We walk back to the car. Bean has to get into the car seat by herself. If she doesn't, we have to start the process all over again. She's
1: officially in toddlerhood.
0: Officially. It's the I'm independent
1: stage, and I will do it myself. That's,
0: <laughs> that's right. And if we don't, she does a thing where the hips go up and the glutes turn mm-hmm. on. And the hips won't sit down and and I can't. You can
1: appreciate the glute glute bridge as an athlete professional, but as a mother, it's really difficult when you're trying to load a child into a car.
0: (laughs) That glute bridge is like the best anatomical biomechanical glute bridge I've ever seen. Her glutes are working the way they should, unlike me and most of my clients. So by the time she gets into the car seat, I know podcast listeners are so are, are riveted. I just get into the car and drive off to the grocery store. Where was the record in the box on top of the car? Yep. So. But here's the
1: thing, you know, this was like, you had to focus on the need of a child plus a thousand other things. And speaking of what, you know, your being is going through right now, she's not an infant anymore. She is, you know, very much in going into toddler and they have this wonderful, like explosive brain development at this time where they go, I have my own mind and I want to explore and I want to do things and I want to try things myself and it's wonderful and also very inconvenient. And it's so hard to manage all of that at one time. And so there you go. You drive off with a package on the top of your car and never to be seen again.
0: Well, then I drive to the grocery store and we are on a mission to get donuts, which I talk about every week in class because I found the best donuts in my neighborhood, but it's not fast because she's pushing the little toddler cart. So by the time I realize this package is not in my car, we drive back to Walgreens. It's gone. I call Walgreens. I, I call the inside store so I don't have to get her out of the car seat and back in. Yeah. And they, I leave my name and address or my name and phone number, and the the manager is just like, "It's van eyes. It's not going to be turned in." <laughs> but <laughs> worth so, a try, I guess. So, worth the try. There could be a good Samaritan somewhere in the LA Valley. Then I go home and it's 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 Ace's home. He's about to go to tech rehearsal and I tell him the whole story and he's like, "But what was the record?"
1: Yep. That was the important part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't mention it was a shirt that I really wanted to wear, like I forgot that part. I say, "Hey, I'm going to I'll see you at, you know, 7:30 tonight." He's like, "Well, I found out that it's advertised for eight, but there's three comedians going on before we even hit the stage. So basically that has in effect, effectively canceled my night because our babysitter needs to go head home by like 930. And by the way, they didn't even start playing until 1015. So I had called Jacqueline and this is how that phone call went. Me telling her and she goes, I'll figure it out. (laughs) And I put down the phone and I go, ah, this is a terrible feeling. On all ends, yep. yeah. And then, uh, so she has to figure out going on to this sold out concert by herself. And then I go to work because my babysitter was coming to cover me to teach an aerial class and then to go to the concert. And so I told her, she's my sister in law. I decided to go see the new Harry Potter movie because I had two hours. I still had her for that two hours. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see the movie. But before that, I left work and forgot my wallet, my, my whole book bag. Oh, no. At work. Did I tell you that part? No. Yeah. So I had already bought the ticket online. But then I went to the movie theater and didn't have any cash. So I couldn't buy, like, popcorn and soda, which is makes the whole thing pointless.
1: <laughs> you need the treat.
0: So I basically then... Yeah. Then I texted my sister-in-law, came back home. Thank God she was sleeping. Ran in, ran the like, got the like 20 bucks that we keep in the house cash and then went back and I watched the movie with a full heart
1: because mm-hmm.
0: I had popcorn. And uh, then to cap off the week, it did get better. It did get better a little bit at the end of the week, but I was teaching another class. We had the roller door open so it's like a half open space. And then I was like, trying to turn on the music and I look up and a flying cockroach flies straight into my face, into my eyeball. Yep.
1: Yep. Because that's just quite the metaphor for parenting, right? It's just one thing after another, (laughs) but you also get it in life too.
0: Yes. Jacqueline has been a good example of that. Her year has been slightly a garbage fire too. But so all this said, I'm so exhausted this week and I don't know why, but of
1: course I know why. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something like this concert, right. It's even when you make the effort to do something for yourself, you know, with your partner, right. You have this special night planned One, it's not easy to set something up like that. You're having to coordinate a whole bunch to make sure that everything is taken care of while you're not there and that you feel good about your child being left in someone's care and, you know, you feel Mm -hmm. okay to leave them. But then when it doesn't work out, you know, it's so disappointing. I mean, it it almost makes it, I think what comes up is people just go, I'm not even going to bother with – doing something for myself because the amount of effort it takes for me to get this set up is just not even like, that's more stressful than, you know, just working through the time. Right. And so when you're asking about like concrete things, I think like I would work through like with a parent, okay, what are the challenges with setting up care? And then also how, just how does it feel to be taking the time away from parenting, you know, sometimes it's like, it's easier if I just do it myself and I, I don't have to worry about it because I have stuff done, but other people feel like, you know, I feel like if I'm not there for my child, I'm not confident that other people can do it themselves or there's some anxiety that comes up. Um, you know, so there's many different reasons why people won't address some of the the need fatigue that happens. And sometimes it's just, I don't know what I need. Like there's, you know, the, I'm constantly being asked for things, or I'm thinking about other people all the time that I haven't thought about what my needs are in some time. And so even thinking about what is it that I need to feel like myself again is very difficult to, to think about for some people.
0: In a couple ways, I have got done a lot of work on this and actually come to a place because I think that like a different version of me wouldn't have gone to see that movie. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, no, I'll just send our babysitter home because she's got a long, long day. Cause basically, you know, like our, our, our babysitter who's family, she's like she wants to help me out. Her kid is nine, mm-hmm. and he's a lot more independent, obviously. Mm-hmm. So she's she is, like, on board with, like, what do you need? What do you need? And I think that, yeah, a different version of me would have been, like, I'm good. Just go home. I got her. You know, I can't go to the concert anyway. I'll just stay home with the bean. And instead, like, I knew what I wanted. And actually, she had said, well, why don't you wait on Asa and see if the time could possibly be earlier? And the thing is... <laughs> I just know better, like, if anything, with Aces, you know, it's a gig, it's going to go later, if anything, and it did, and I knew that, and I, and everybody was kind of, the people I talked to were like, well, why don't you just, like, I don't know what they, what they thought, go get a massage, no, like, I know that I want to go see Harry Potter Stuff popcorn on my face and a Diet Coke. And if any of those elements are not a part of it, it is a wash. <laughs> it's not even worth it. You want like, the
1: whole experience. I want
0: the whole experience. I want to not work. Like, I looked at my phone a couple times because, you know, of course, somebody has my kid. But I don't know. Like, if you can sit around and daydream about what you would do with your time if you had a little bit of it. I say the first opportunity, you have, go do that. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a movie for you. Maybe, it's, um, maybe it is a massage. Yeah maybe it's drinks with the girls. So this kind of goes into the self-care mm-hmm. idea. And I think this idea of self-care gets tossed around a lot, almost not helpfully. Yeah.
1: I, I have a hard time with, the, I think the term self-care has been very watered down. I mean, we kind of use it for everything now, <laughs> but it's also, um, you know, when I think about self-care, I don't think just, you know, the massage piece are going to move, but it's really what is the thing that would help you feel like you have feel not necessarily better, but like will satisfy the feeling that you're, or the urge that you're having. So, you know, I I think this, we talked maybe about this a little bit when, you know, we were talking about perinatal or like postpartum you know, depression and things like that, where everyone says, you know, sleep when the baby's sleeping. It's like, well, yes, sleep is important. And that is a form of self-care. But if you're up and stressed about, oh, the dishes have piled up and, you know, I need to like do my taxes, like that's a form of self-care also. So if you instead of feeling a pressure to do self-care a certain way, it can be something like errands, right. Or getting something off your plate that has been weighing on you. Um, It's not necessarily like, you know, buying a treat, (laughs) which it can be, those things are nice. but it's, how do you find the time to do the things that will genuinely help you feel like you are able to kind of move forward with things or that the pressure that you're experiencing has been alleviated a bit. And I think for something like, you know, your situation that what was important for you was to have a moment where you weren't doing the duties of mom, right? You could have some some individual time and that you had put in all of this you know, effort to try to have an evening to yourself or an evening out. And when it didn't work the way that you had hoped it would, you found a different way to satisfy that need, which was for you going to a movie and having some quiet time and being alone, which you know, is great, right? It doesn't have to be the, like, the concert, even though it was, you know, disappointing for many reasons, but.
0: Yeah, and I also feel like, okay, this is the other emotion that comes up for me sometimes. When I'm just venting to people about this feeling of like, oh, I'm just so, you know, it's like this kind of like, ugh, tiredness that I can't like shake. They're just like, take care of yourself. And then there's a weird feeling about having to explain to them why that's so hard And then a weird feeling around, there's like a guilt to it that I don't, yeah, like I don't want to take all the steps to actually do that for myself because that is more stressful than the actual thing and I just wanted to vent. I don't want anybody to solve my problems and I don't want anybody to give me suggestions.
1: Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of moms? I think that's people (laughs) in general.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at that segue on solicited advice. Well, yeah, I mean, it really is. I didn't mean to, but that's where, that's where that landed. Yeah,
1: all of these things are so intertwined. And this is the other point that I, I, I think you're speaking to about self-care, which is sometimes it's used as a way when you're sharing a a feeling, an uncomfortable, sad, or, or angry feeling to someone else. And they say, well, why don't you just do this? Like, how about you do that? Sometimes it can feel dismissive or like you're not being heard when really the self-care act was the connection that you're trying to, to develop through the vent, right? You're trying to have someone listen to you and to be heard. And sometimes that's the, the best medicine for it. Um, And yes, there is a significant value to the self-care to doing things that are healthy and good for you and sort of give you a well-rounded life. Um, but it's not needed all the time. And then I think with parenting, you have the added pressure of everyone kind of has this idea that <laughs> as a parent, you want to know how to do it. <laughs> and that everyone has suggestions for you, whether you asked for them or not. Um, and so, you know, the, why don't you go get a massage or even like, I mean, I'm sure some people wouldn't have said, like, just stay out later, and you paid for the babysitter anyways. It's like, well, you have to figure that out for yourself, and you also didn't ask for that. I mean, do you get... um, How much unsolicited advice do you get?
0: I feel like I don't get a lot of it, because I've drawn pretty good boundaries around. And also... (sighs) I talk to my students a lot because of the people I see the most, and there might be a little bit of a boundary there of authority figure. Mm. Yeah. So I think that helps a little bit. Like they're not necessarily equals, even though they're equal humans. Um, I don't pick up the phone and call my friends who. I, I I don't I don't ask people's opinions about how I should be doing things. I. I just never do because I've just not liked the answers I've gotten in the past.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if that's sad. I don't just call my friends, but I don't. Well, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever. Yeah. I'm just saying that's kind of one way that I've
1: dealt with getting unsolicited advice. Well, I think all of these are the, you know, the kind of the points that we're talking about is how do you set an, an appropriate boundary so that you can, be there for your child, while also being there for yourself and sort of fitting into all these roles. And something like, well, I have these friends that I like to talk to for certain things, but for for parenting stuff, the, these are not those friends to talk to. I mean, that's a great way of sort of differentiating who are the people in my life that can meet certain needs or who are good at certain things, and setting a boundary so that you can then, you know, not feel like you're having to sort of like wade through all of this advice. And like, there's so many different parenting theories and, you know, cultural differences. And even, I mean, talk about unsolicited advice. Family is a bit, usually a big stressor for that, you know, grandparents and siblings and, you know, different family members having, you know, all their own opinions about how you should be raising your child I think that can be a harder one to set boundaries for when it's a family system.
0: Yeah. I'm really lucky. I don't actually have that issue. And I feel like that would be incredibly hard to navigate. Incredibly hard. Even
1: within a household too, if you're, you know, if you're a a two parent household, you know, then you might have like partners who are saying like, do this, do that. Right. It's And of course, it's different because you should, you know, the the ideal is that that you're making those decisions together. But no one's perfect. You are individual people who are raised differently and who might have different ideas about things.
0: Yeah, but there are wrong ways and right ways, and some people are more black and white than others. Mm
1: -hmm. And exactly. So you're having no. (laughs) No, it's okay. it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay.
0: Hi, Bean. Yeah, she's sitting on my lap, just talking to herself.
1: No, she's been great. She's listening to her to her your earphones and chiming in when she. Yeah, needs she's to. listening to you. Oh, yeah.
0: She's listening to you. She um, and I do love a good chat. Yeah, uh, Jacqueline comes and babysits once in a while mm-hmm. in a when when I when I am in need. Um, so on Mother's Day, how do you have any suggestions or tips on how to? To navigate Mother's Day?
1: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit too late for, um, you know, for people listening because they're already, you know, in it now. But
0: Or maybe how to navigate those emotions that just happened.
1: Yeah. I. This is where, you know, if you feel like you love being around the family, you like all the traditions and, you know, you're so excited to see what your, your kids have, you lean into it and if you feel like you have you know multiple you know mother figures that you need to to see and you're one of those like multi event like type of families on mother's day you know again this is maybe one of those times to look at to look at the boundaries and see what what works for you and what doesn't and again i think it's challenging because you know, family dynamics are always more complex and it's hard to say no sometimes, but it is possible. And if it isn't, then I would say just know that for yourself. And I don't want to throw in the self-care thing there, but, you know, know what it's like for you to go in so that you can sort of gauge your feeling before you go into a, an event you know, breathe through it and then set something up for you afterwards that is for you and that you want to do. Or something before so that you're feeling the best you can going into the event. By the way, she's going drinking, 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 <laughs> drinking. while
0: you're saying that. I'm like, you know me so drinking, well. Drinking,
1: drinking.
0: Are you talking about drinking milk? Are you talking about drinking water? How about yeah. juice? Yum. Yeah, Yum. Yeah. Um, I, Jacqueline just shared with me that she saw Dr. Strange last night. Yes, I did. But I am going to, this week, carve out time with Asa to go, for myself to go see Dr. Strange by myself. That is my favorite, like, pastime, like, on my own thing to do. Yeah. Even more than yoga, because I have to say that, you know, exercise is my job. <laughs> And yoga is amazing, but the goal of yoga for me is to, like, maintain my body for work. So, I like the movie. Hey! <laughs> I like the movie because it's it's completely non-related. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big nerd.
1: So um, There's also a time, you know, in the movies where, you know, your phone is supposed to be off, right? Like, no one is supposed to be able to yeah, reach you. Yeah. And it's dark and quiet and you can kind of check out a little bit or get sort of more involved into a a story or something fun.
0: Something magical that has nothing to do with real life, which is why I never see like whenever I need this, I don't see like a realistic movie because I don't want real Mm -hmm. life. I want like magic and just magical stuff. And by the way, do you know how I solved my uh, like, you know, like COVID, the world thinks COVID's not yeah. here. And I don't want to wear a mask in the in the movie theater. So guess how I dealt with that. What do you do? So I basically eat my popcorn straight out of the bag.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> face in the bag?
0: So, yeah, like my face is in the bag the whole time. And I'm just breathing breathing in the butter. There you go. And I, I just keep the bag
1: straight over my face. Two birds, one stone. Perfect. Exactly. Like quicker eating and safety. CDC recommended.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine if I, like, just put, like, two ear loops on it and just stuck in my face like that? Like a feeding trough, like a feeding bag. (laughs) (laughs) Because I also don't want to eat it and not smell it because smell is, like, Mm -hmm. part of it. So uh, three three birds, one stone. And I'm very proud of... My yeah, it's
1: a great invention. And also, the times when you can go see movies are sort of off hours. So, it's probably a little less crowded than if you went on a night. Are you saying night. that
0: other people seeing me might be embarrassing?
1: Mm-mm. No, I was saying for
0: COVID re- reasons that you have, well, for COVID you reasons. have a less crowded theater. Yeah. So, um, Jacqueline, thank you for carving out some yes. time on your Sunday morning. Um,
1: I am happy to do it. Happy Mother's Day. My family is is out of town, so, you know, I don't have the family events today, so I was happy to spend it with, a, you know, some moms at least.
0: And you can have Jacqueline Appreciation Day. Before I had a beam, I had Carrie Appreciation mm-hmm. Day a lot.
1: Yep, yeah. Carrie Appreciation Day. Exactly. No, and now you have a beam and you can still have Carrie Appreciation Day when you can, it's just a little bit. Harder to make happen, but it's yeah, still necessary. It's harder,
0: yes. But then also, Jacqueline, I, I had the thought yesterday because she's like this all the time with me, and I'm like, I want, at some point, she's not going to want to just sit here yeah. with me, and I'm going to cry about it. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, that's. I think that's the other part. Like, you don't necessarily. Some moms don't necessarily want to go take care of themselves because this is also very enjoyable um, yeah. and having the kid but then after a while it's like you do need you know it just you just can't do it a hundred percent of the time. It well just,
1: I mean like life so. I mean just because there's times where you have need fatigue doesn't mean that you also don't like to be needed. You know, there's you right. can feel both of those things. I need mean, you same Jacqueline. Time. yes. Oh I I am needed. (laughs) I am needed. (laughs) You don't feel any lack of that. You feel needed a lot. I do. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, and even with the, you know, there are some times where advice is welcome, but then other times where it's just unsolicited and you don't need it. So, you know, you can feel all these things at the same time and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that, you you know, you can still love your child and have moments where you don't like them. I mean, all of that is is true, and your child is getting very sleepy right now. She's her eyes. Are, oh, she's starting yeah, to blink. They're starting to droop. Starting to she goes. This is so comfy sitting on mom's lap. <laughs> 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 Almost nap time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Jacqueline. Thanks for yeah. being yeah. Oh, um, I'll just leave this. Speaking of things that, like you can feel multiple ways. There's a book by. Karen Kleinman called Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. It's a little more postpartum oriented, uh, but it's, it, and so it's a little bit more skewed towards women who are experiencing sort of postpartum issues, but it's, I think a nice, a nice book for, you know, people who are maybe going through some depression or anxiety and worrying that they're not sort of good enough as a parent and knowing that you still are, even though there are some feelings like that. Um, and also for anyone who has a toddler, um, parenting from the inside out is great by Dan Siegel. Brainstorm is for teenagers. There's the whole brain child. Um, but there's just some books that I think are nice for people who are wanting to like read a little bit more.
0: Jacqueline, do you have a book recommendation for how to deal with when a flying cockroach lies into your eyeball. I think Is that a tetanus shot
1: thing? No, somebody told no. me. No, it's not a tetanus shot thing. I mean, at that point, you just, you have to call it a day. There's no hope. Just go to bed. <laughs> no. That's it. Try, Try again, again tomorrow. tomorrow. If a large cockroach flies straight into your face, you got to start over
0: and then we saw the cockroach on the floor after it flew into my face and it was ginormous yeah, they're coming
1: out now it's like warming up and, and just
0: gro- i'm just so grossed out like i just can you imagine if it flew into my ugh, mouth ugh, i would literally ugh. have oh, died no. oh no
1: oh no i thinks that's very funny
0: <laughs> oh my god just start over just start the over day. there's nothing you can't that's say that's my that professional
1: day. advice just start over <laughs>
0: All right, Jacqueline, thank you. Of course,
1: anytime.
0: All right, Jacqueline, thanks for carving out your time this Sunday morning to be with us. Uh, We really appreciated you and your wisdom. For my moms out there, I hope you had a great Mother's Day. And if you didn't, treat yourself somehow. Do something. Uh, I'm going to try to do the same thing this week. I'm going to see, hopefully, that movie, No One Tell Me your opinion, because it always messes me up for the movie. (laughs) And uh, if you want to check the show notes, there is a link there to the new three-part video series, Aerial Rehab, that I am working on. It is geared towards aerialists coming back to their practice from pregnancy, surgery, injury, or just a long break like the pandemic, micro-progressions to help you get back. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. If you would honor me with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts, I would appreciate you forever. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. This is The Expecting Your Realist. I would like to report that I made the home-cooked Chex Mix without half the ingredients, and it is not
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing how when you don't have everything don't have the ingredients
0: amazing when you leave out two of the most important ingredients it doesn't taste what did you leave out Well, I can't have garlic and onion, and I wanted to, like, take that out. But then the Worcestershire sauce might also have garlic and onion in it. So maybe it's, like, my small way of, like, reintroducing those things back in my body because it doesn't make me sick. I just, like, I know I want to, like, take it out of my foods. But maybe I'll just eat regular Chex Mix, screw the sodium. You know, the sodium isn't as bad as I thought it would be. I looked at the bag. I was like, don't look at the bag because then you'll know.